Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Last Minute Kickout. I'm Pete Tynes, Creed Nethercoat, joined as always by my cohorts in crime, one Mr. John Turbo Finley. Hello there. And one Mr. Kevin, the Kevin Eva, Eva. Hi. <laughs> I've just spent two hours yelling about fictional horses. My throat <laughs> is kind of screwed. <laughs> uh, today, we are the greatest commentary podcast team talking about the not so great royal rumble that just happened in saudi arabia oh my god it was boring very very boring a five hour show with nothing but boring saudi arabia the showcase of the monies the showcase of no women um uh. yeah okay i mean We'll get we'll get the initial controversy out of the way. There were obviously no women at the event due to the rulings in place with how women can do. WWE are hoping that they can change that down the line. We don't know that. Sami Zayn wasn't allowed to compete at the event because of the Syrian descent. And was he not allowed, or did he choose not to? It wasn't politically clear. Uh, in addition to the women wrestlers, Sami Zayn did not participate in the event. Zayn is of Syrian descent, and Saudi Arabia had strained relations with Syria. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that was probably more, uh, more happening than Sami saying, "Nope, I don't want to go no, to the I, event." Well, my, Sami would gloriously wrestle, given the chance. I just think he got told. No. Uh, con conversely, Mojo wrestled, and he's half Syrian. Oh well, there you go. Then. Hmm. He's half Syrian. I read it was half Syrian, half Palestinian. But, so. Yes. Um, okay. It was a very boring event. Very fast matches out of the way very quickly with a, a, what felt like a lot longer Royal Rumble. But it only ended up about an hour and 17 minutes. And each match was, I think the shortest on the card was like five minutes. And the longest was about 15, 16 minutes. Was it really? Yeah. That Royal Rumble felt like it went on for years. Uh, the Rumble felt like it went for a good two hours. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really was like, what if WrestleMania was a house show? It felt like a really long version of Raw, and Raw is really long on its own anyway. <laughs> That's probably a perfect way of putting it. A really long version of Raw? Yeah. Yeah. Because... I, uh, for th for those who obviously didn't see it, I did a, a full on live uh, uh, reactions off the event, off the whole six hours. It's like the one hour kickoff show that didn't need to happen in any way, shape, or form because there was no matches on that kickoff show um, to entice anyone to actually, you know, get the network and uh, you know uh, see uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like no, like didn't have to be uh, there. And uh, the the preceding five hours afterwards, yeah, I would definitely agree that I the first, you know, there was only only fleeting moments in that that uh, I had interest, general interest uh, with. But uh, overall, yeah, it was very dull. A lot of people, well, some people will probably think we're all we're all just going to say, ah, it's a glorified house show. No, it's not a glorified house show. It's a glor over-glorified Raw show. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd agree. It, it's just a glorified Raw is what it was. And 
the only reason they could call it a pay-per-view in any way, shape, or form is because it had SmackDown titles on it. Mm-hmm. Of which none changed hands anyway, and the only belt they got given to someone was given to the only team on the appropriate brand anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... <clears throat> ignoring the pre-show entirely, the first matchup was, of course... It was a, a barnstorm at a start. Yeah, I, we I, had... I would, I, would, I would have thought that this would have been a lot later on the card. Yeah. But there we go. I'm going to go out the gate with saying I'm glad that it wasn't an atypical American audience based on the fact that we had just typical pops for seeing their favourite superstars rather than the John Cena sucks John Cena sucks Um, but then in comparison the crowd were generally quiet until we got to I believe Styles and Nakamura will take a reset anyway, but the crowd was very quiet until like the latter half of the thing. But... Yeah, this audience was more <laughs> akin to the whole we know these older people a lot more than these younger, kind of like talented, uh, uh, you know, wrestlers and stuff like that. Because they, they're, you know, for the marketing and stuff like that, uh, it is pretty much like. John Cena, Triple H, Undertaker. Those are the major kind of like faces that they know from uh, past events and stuff like that that have, you know, marquee value in the in the territory of uh, Saudi Arabia, apparently. So mm-hmm. they will obviously pop for those. Um, um, heck, even later on, obviously, they have their kind of like own local talent, you know, being showcased and whatnot. And it was... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mixed bag of, you know, reaction to their own kind of like local guys being given a spotlight and whatnot, but. Didn't care. It's just like everybody that watched, I think, just didn't care. Um, yeah. But, like, mm. Cena, Cena versus Triple H was good. It was just short for what you'd expect a Cena versus Triple H match to be. Uh, well, it, it was effectively a general house you know I hate using the term house show constantly uh, you can only call it a house uh, show there this. were promos to be done there mate. that's the problem yeah I, it's like there was nothing yeah there was nothing building to this match obviously it was just basically oh let's just put these two which uh, is why I was very surprised that there were video packages for half of these matches because you could tell because there'd been no build up for these things that they literally turned around and took out voice clips over the last decade Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could see it with the casket match where it's just like, yeah, let's have a video package which focuses the Undertaker and casket matches. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Um, you could tell it was a very hastily put together idea. I think this has not been something that's been planned out properly. And if it was, it probably should have taken the spot on a normal pay per view, maybe. Yeah. But in a year where they've turned around and gone, we're going to remove half of the pay-per-views streamline and back down again because obviously it's too much for everybody you know we're wasting too much money uh to do double the amount of stuff and we're going to streamline it down and then we're just going to throw in the greatest royal rumble which is going to be a five-hour pay-per-view <laughs> yeah but uh for the for the match itself obviously you had to notable like 
moments in it. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, Tri Triple H getting caught on camera, giving you know, even though he's supposed to be the heel in this match and whatnot, he uh, just as John Cena was about to make his entrance, he goes to ringside and he get you know interacts with some of the kids at ringside and whatnot, and it's like yeah, yeah. Um, also, John Cena with his entourage of uh, youngins in his merch. Like, it's like the the sea of puke, as I like to call it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Those kids might very well have been legitimate Cena fans. <laughs> but uh, the t-shirts the certainly were puke green. That man. Uh, Are there any colours left in the rainbow for John Cena? Black for when he turns heel and he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's had he's had beige. whites. Is the only one that's left? Yeah, I was gonna say beige. He needs to beige. Do beige. Mm. He needs to be as bland as some of his offense. But general thoughts in the match? We got five hours to talk about, but yeah, not five hours to go through it all. So no, of course not. Um, yeah, it's it it was just uh, by the numbers kind of like spot fest. You know, like the whole part, you know, struggle is like push shove. I, I'm stronger than you. Then reverse, reverse the situation and boom, I'm stronger than you and all that. And then, um, really, there wasn't, and you know, the kind of like certain uh, familiar spots, like, like John Cena doing his jump off the rope and Triple H doing a really shitty counter into a power bomb. Into that was very bad. Um, but no, John Cena putting Hunter down for um, for the free count after uh, I think it was like two FUs uh, or AA AAs. into yeah. a slingshot into another AA. Yeah, so so instead of the whole roll through kind of like uh, move he's been using as of late. So yeah, but yeah, I I, I wasn't too invested in the match. It was just. There was a there was a couple of um, good moments. Uh, trips avoiding the five knuckle shuffle and getting his own five knuckle shuffle in was was quite fun. Um, as was Triple H being surprised by all the pyro that went off during John Cena's entrance with the fireworks in the sky. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, there, there's just this shot of when it cuts back to him from John Cena's intro of him just suddenly sort of looking upwards and like like. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember what that is. That looks yeah. good. <laughs> I totally forgot there. There was a lot. There was a lot more pyro in this event than there was at oh. WrestleMania. Entire year's worth of pyro. The yeah. WWE basically went off into this thing. Um, you know, it was it's like decent enough match back and forth each got their licks in and it uh, all rounded off of course with a big thank you promo from Cena. we thanked everybody for their opportunities that they're giving and all the money they spent and etc etc but it was a match it was a match indeed so we move swiftly on to the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. So about you, first, I really enjoyed this. 
Uh, I yes, I did actually enjoy this as well. Um, um, like uh, both uh, Cedric Alexander and Kalisto were quite on top form. Normally, Kalisto would be uh, quite bad with um, uh, doing several kind of like botch spots, but no, he did. Uh, he was on top form. He was. He did uh, a couple of good springboard uh, moves uh, off the ropes. Uh, as well as, uh, I think Cedric Alexander also did a couple of uh, springboard moves as well. Uh, most notably uh, was the, I kept on forgetting what the move was called, but it was actually Spanish Fly, done by Polisto um, on Alexander, and he kind of like sat, uh, like did a springboard yeah. step down on the top rope to do to go into the Spanish Fly, and that was very impressive. So, But no, the, the finish to that, um, the... Uh, uh, Kalisto going for the Selena del Sol, but then Cedric Alexander, you know, countering it into a uh, lumbar check uh, yeah, for the really win. Really nice. It was really nice. So, and that, uh, that was apparently um, the commentary says like the first time they've they've met in competition. Uh, if that's a good possibility, yeah. if that's the case, yes, please, we'll have a program of those two. Thanks, because that yeah. was really, really good. Um, this time even got a really nice pop, actually. You know, like, he got a decent enough pop, probably leftovers from John Cena and Triple H. But, but um, he, in comparison to some people later on, he certainly got a decent reaction when he came out. But for a first time ever meetup with some of the intricate stuff they did, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. Too much purple in the belt. Um, too much Kalisto. Too much Kalisto. Always oh, not Kalisto. Uh, I'm not a big Kalisto fan. I know. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of the lucha lucha yeah. gimmick because I think that's kind of insulting to an entire form of wrestling. I mean, yeah, I just, I just don't like him. Um. He does have that. He does have that effect on quite a few fans, actually. It's one of those wrestlers that, for some reason, just manages to rub a lot of fans up the wrong way. For a, no one's really knows why. Well, I, I, I don't know what, what you want me to say. I don't like it. Didn't like the match. Felt very short. Just wasn't interested. Hmm. It's just me in a nutshell, really. Mm. Uh, oh, moving on then. Moving away from two, moving away from two hundred five live. Actually, that was one of the things that I I noticed about the match because we had the hashtag two hundred five live in the corner, yeah. and there's probably people turning tuning in to find out they thinking they're watching a very very lavish production of two hundred five live. All of a sudden, crikey, they've put a lot more budget into this thing. <laughs> <What? I'm laughs> My goodness, wow, Vin- I, Vince's I, I confidence after that. all. <laughs> Uh, so we move from the Cruiserweight Championship to the Deleters of Worlds uh, versus the Bar. Uh, yes, uh, the Deleters of Worlds versus not staying on Raw for the Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, in a massive shock, not the team not staying on Raw did not win <laughs> the Raw Tag Team Title. The the, oh, we had we had a shout out to abeyance from Michael Cole, which was 
you know, he he know he knows his his wrestling history. Abeyance, one of the greatest champions in the history of all federations, as you know. But uh, he called on his knowledge and, and shout, had a shout out to Abeyance, um, which was nice. Um, what was slightly dis- was slightly eerie, considering, was Matt coming out with with the deletes to absolute silence. Yeah, yeah but again, this again. Is, the crowd was very quiet in the first sixty percent of the show. It mm. really wasn't until Undertaker came out that they really started. Making they, it. Yeah, they they perked up a bit when it was in the ring. But when he came out to the ramp and deletes, I think it was just like nothing, and it was kind of awkward. Um, but uh, I don't know. What did you? What do you guys think about this match? Um, it was okay for what it was, but it was again, it's pretty much just Bray and Matt doing what they've done on Raw. Um, it just wasn't fun to watch. That was the problem with it. Hmm. I, I, yeah. I um, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's just a case of the atmosphere. Uh, uh, there obviously didn't help because uh, the whole, the best thing about you know uh, Matt and uh, Brace kind of like you know gimmick now is obviously audience participation and and whatnot. Uh, and mm. without that audience connect there at Saudi Arabia, mm. it just didn't work. So uh, also they need to think of a better finisher uh, for themselves because Bray Wyatt just picking up uh, their, their opponent and then just dropping them, it's not it's not working for him. Um, the be- what I would recommend him doing is picking picking them up the other way, you know, like holding them in a kind of like uh, holding the legs behind and he's like facing behind them and then he lands sits down and whatnot and that'll be a little better um, uh, while Matt does the twist of fate um, mm. but uh, but no yeah they need to do a better finish uh, for that because just an elevated twist of fate with Wyatt just holding the legs and then dropping them not, if he held not, up the legs even, if he held up the legs higher, so they were like they if they were like more like that, then it would be more like a spike like twist angle. of fate. Right. That would yeah. be that would be fun. I mean, the problem is they have to do something with the twist of fate uh, because they can't really do anything with Sister Abigail. No. And they they also yeah, have to make the twist to... of fate more devastating, um, mainly due to Jeff, because of Jeff using it. As like just a setup move for the Swanton, which I've always hated. Yeah. Like, it, not your move. It's your brother's move. Like, take the bond. <laughs> it's got enough going against you as it is without you taking this, this finisher and use it as using it as your own setup move to your finisher. Doesn't help. Uh, but yes, they they won. They they have they have secured the they've secured gold the expedition no, they, they have procured procured gold the expedition of gold is part two the truncated version is at an end um I'd like to see them go after more gold actually just 
take the SmackDown ones as well. Go on, mate. I, well. I really, really hope that it's not going to end up being the same thing that Wyatt Orton had, where we see Wyatt turn on Hardy for the sheer sake of it. Probably. Um, what was interesting though was on Twitter um, with all the stuff going on on Raw recently with the Miztourage right. who are trying to find essentially new gainful employment uh-huh. uh, on Twitter Bray reached out to them and and said something along the lines of lines of warriors we, we can show you understanding let us fix you so it's like it's like Wyatt is. I like, I like the idea of if Wyatt is using Matt to build a new Wyatt family. Wyatt family yeah. I, I really feel bad for um, Bo Dallas and the other one, Curtis Axel, because uh, they deserve so much more than what they're getting. They really do. They always just seem like an afterthought, just because they can't get over themselves, which is really annoying. Hmm. Hmm. Look at Mizdow. Yeah. Indeed. From one Hardy to another, we go to Jeff Hardy defending his title against Jinder Mahal. Hmm. Before, before we get to that, Michael Cole actually made a really good point gone from hating on michael cole to no yeah but no he, he made a really good point in the commentary which 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 completely stumped um graves and saxton which is it's like okay what do you call sister abigail now yeah, yeah but it's, it's like what do you call it now it's like it was like you shouldn't be that anymore but yeah uh, but yes, from yeah, from that to Jeff sells more. I've put it on in my notes. Jeff sells more merch right versus the Can Indian. Um, wow, this was wow awkward. Can Indian? He's so a Can- he's a Canadian pretending to, <laughs> pretending that he's Indian. Oh. I was wondering where you were going. No, yeah, he's he's. <laughs> we're ignoring the fact that he's a Canadian, and we're right. building him as from India. Gotcha. Didn't know that. Hmm. Which is why everyone finds it so really funny that he's the the modern day Maharaja when he's like from Toronto or somewhere. That's right, reforms in Canada. It's fine. So yes, this one had some interesting things. Uh, Jeff came out again to a good pop, though. Yeah. Everyone started waking up. I don't remember anything of note happening in this match. Oh, the, there was the uh, the whiff in the wind. Oh, there was that. There was that box. <laughs> the most wonderful sight of of Jeff doing a whisper in the wind to fit to fit air, and then. And then Jinder's selling it like a champ. Oh dear. You've obviously watched uh, Jeff and Matt on TNA when they have the whole game. Now, 
they're obviously trying to do the Bravo Nero thing without him being in full Bravo Nero thing because they're doing the backstage interviews and they're with both of them and it's obvious that, that it's there and they're doing it specifically but Jeff's still in Jeff land rather than in Bravo Nero land but he's answering to everything that's said to Bravo Nero and doing it in the Bravo Nero voice and what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that they should have just kept them together just did the whole um, thing. They were never going to do that, and it, it it builds to a nice story later on, because it almost feels like because of that disconnect, it almost feels like he's that Jeff's putting on a bit of an act when talking to Matt. So when Matt's saying, because for those of you who who don't know, there was another like circle of pizza. There was no backstage sort of skit post match. Um, where Matt interrupted Jeff, and it was actually very funny, actually, as it's always with these. But I like the idea of I like the idea of Jeff being Jeff, and then having those interactions backstage, and then maybe over time, Matt coming to the conclusion that Brother Nero isn't Brother Nero anymore, and it's like you or disagreeing with stuff that Jeff does, and it's like where is my where is where is my brother you have become an obsolete mule like the rest of them and then maybe you can have the hardies turn against each other and then you could do the jeff into brother nero but within wwe yeah that you had with in tna or impact i should say but eh, they were always going to go with jeff brinks makes us money well, because that, that was the that was why I said Jeff sells more merch right in in my notes because the whole thing has always been well Jeff makes sells more merch does he now yeah. um, probably not anymore no so they might have to re they might have to rethink this strategy of them because its whole point is that Jeff's more marketable and it doesn't look like that at the minute As as a as a man who has who has a Hardy shirt or two, Mister Turbo. I saw that the other day on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I a, think you mean yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, I I am very woke myself. I am. Uh, he is woke. All in with the. Uh, is obsolete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, my what well, my credit card gets deleted, deleted. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, in in terms of like uh, the ma going back to the match and whatnot. Mm. Um, yeah, the the match was very meh. Um, I I wasn't too invested with Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff and Jinder Mahal. Um, it's, it was very boring. Plus, I think it was quite short anyway. So. Mm. Um, it just didn't really gel with me. I, I I really didn't care, and I knew Jeff was gonna win anyway because, of course, Jinder is on Raw and uh, Jeff is on SmackDown. So, indeed. So, yeah. And from one really quick match of six minutes and ten, that match was to uh, another mm. really fast squash match, being the fastest match on the card. The Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. The Usos, yeah, the uh, Usos did get some interaction with with their call outs yeah. to the crowd. We, I, I had as, as soon as we had a Jimmy or Jago, ooh, 
I honestly thought there was going to be nothing. <laughs> but he even they seem quite surprised by the react with the, the, the volume of the so back to them. Oh, hello, we've gone to two. Uh, there he is. He's, he's, he's reappeared. I don't know what you heard me up to, but um, yeah, no, they did it for a couple of extra times, didn't they? The whole Luso charm. Mm, yeah, they did quite well for them. Tried to push their luck. But yeah, um, the Usos, yeah, the Usos, the Usos came out. Uh, Cole made a reference to Juice and Domino in 2018. Yeah, I heard that. It's like, like. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't paying attention to some of this. No, stuff. it was like the, it was like the last time that the SmackDown tag team titles, the, the tag team titles associated with SmackDown specifically, had been um, defended outside of America. It was like two thousand and five or something, and it was it was Juice and Domino against London Kendrick, or two thousand eight or somewhere. It wasn't that. It was, it was a long time ago that that happened. Um, Turbo, anything that you remember in that match of, of note? No, not really much. I mean, I was just, uh, I was noticing that, uh, yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers was uh, quite dominant in the match, as they would be. Um, and really, I knew that this uh, this match wouldn't really take into effect uh, of what happened on SmackDown prior to this, where uh, Naomi's being part of the angle there. So really... They're gonna be waiting for that Naomi that backlash. Who is Naomi? This is woman incognito. She. <laughs> there is nobody called Naomi. This. <laughs> you do not know own. of this Naomi. You do not know of this. Um. So yeah, I I, I kind of knew that obviously this this wouldn't really matter too much. Um. Uh in the end so I, w I just wasn't really too invested with it so yeah I mean it, it's worthy to note that they haven't announced a, a tag team title match for Backlash yet so we'll probably see something on uh, Raw and Smackdown because neither belts have been announced for the actual uh, pay-per-view yet Backlash is only a week away from the recording so it will be interesting to see what's coming down the line hmm yeah, I mean, presumably they'll have like a number one contenders match, or they'll just fling something at the screen for backlash. I I have a feeling we're going to be heading into some sort of ladder match for the tag titles. Um, you mean the match we should have got a mania? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do um, it at backlash. Why not? Indeed. And speaking of ladder matches. <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship match between two people from SmackDown and two people on Raw. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Samoa Joey. Samoa Joe. See, I missed the, I missed that Samoa Joe had been added to it. So I and I and I missed all the promos leading up to this. So I I literally just like came in and was expecting oh yeah, whatever. And then Samoa Joe was there. I was like oh. <laughs> Really okay. weird because you've got a match that's set up on Backlash, which is Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe, and I'm like, well, Samoa Joe's got a chance to win the Intercontinental Championship. Roman Reigns has got a chance to win the Universal Championship. What if? What? What's going to happen? Like, what? Because I don't think Brock's going to be at Backlash. I don't think so. Oh, um, probably not. No, nope, he's not. 
He's not. No, not with the current contract he has. Uh, what is he just turning up on the big four? Um, well, no, no, they can contract him to whenever, but they basically pay him a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it's like over six hundred thousand per match, cool. and uh, j- uh, was it four three hundred, just over three hundred thousand for an appearance. Per appearance. Hey guys, do you remember when we actually had uh, a top tier title, which you know meant something? Yes, it was the Intercontinental Championship, yeah. and it was on Miz. <laughs> uh, that was a, that's a top title on Raw, isn't it? That's thing I remember seeing. Yeah, there's that there's that red thing that the big that the man with the equally red face comes along and and waves around occasionally, but that, I think that's just some sort of cosplay kit. Might be. I'm very tired of a heavyweight title belt that's not on the actual show. Like the big, they're trying so very hard at this moment in time to make the product feel like the Attitude Era where they've got so many big guys at the top of the rung but they haven't got a belt for these big guys to actually fight for on the big pay-per-view. Like, you can tell they were going to try and do that with the, the Royal Rumble. Like, tell you, cast your brain back to Royal Rumble 2001. You had an interview after every match with random, like, top-tier competitors that were in the Rumble that everybody thought had a good chance of winning them. Interviews with The Rock, him, Show like all the big guys and they started doing it with Jericho who did an obviously good stint on this one it was like they could have just kept doing it all these big guys but A <laughs> Rumble had no fucking reward which we'll get to in a minute and B you know where was there anybody else to get interviewed for this thing they interviewed Jericho that was literally it and now we've got literally a belt which is going to be off the off the product again for God knows how long. I assume he'll drop it at some point because otherwise he's gonna have fucking Bruno San Martino levels of keeping the belt for three years plus. Well, we need to take we need to take that record off of Punk. So the modern day mark off of Punk. We need to do that so we don't talk about Punk anymore. So when when does that when when exactly? Not long. (laughs) Not long at all. Yeah, apparently. What was it? If. Brock holds it past uh, June, uh, some some somewhere mid June, he breaks the modern day record. So, effectively, he probably drop it at uh, SummerSlam. Right. Hmm. So, I mean, it's not like they haven't done that before when wanting to get rid of records. See, yeah, well, they Bella, <laughs> Bella Nikki. Apparently, they want to come back as well. Did you see the news on that? What the? What both, those... the t- both the twins want to come back. Yeah, don't blame them on that. Uh, but yeah, let's get back into this. Where were we? Uh, talking about uh, an actually good ladder match. Yeah, I actually enjoyed this one. Um, yeah. There was really good work with the ladder. Uh, Joe was at top form. Uh, Bal, uh, you know, like like uh, Balor and Joe having that kind of like uh, interaction again uh, from their NXT run. Um, uh, Seth was uh, really good, uh, and uh, Miz was, you know, very decent as Miz. well. Trying to be like, yeah, he's the Miz. Uh, he also had a really good pyro uh, entrance as well, like uh, getting fireworks for his, uh, you know, Hollywood points and uh, mm. get a good elevation. So uh, 
Good for that. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, I can't really think of any notable spots, but like overall, I was just invested with this. I I was, um, you know, into it. Um, the uh, but the the finish to it was very uh, uh, interesting because uh, what was it? Balor was on the ladder. He was about to get the title, but then Seth just comes out of nowhere, springboards from the ropes onto the ladder, and then quickly gets up and gets the the belt. And in his hastiness, <laughs> I can't believe this ha- happens. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Uh. Seth dropped the belt right onto Balor's face, and his his right eye got cut open. Uh, from one of the side plates on the fire yeah. belt, and he uh, and he was just start bleeding from there. Was, so oh my god! My problem with the finish was that it was grade A. It took way too long to climb the thing, so you obviously knew Balor wasn't going to win it based on that. And then, while Rollins being very acrobatic to get up there, the ending where he just like climbs up a couple of runs and just quickly undoes it in Balor's face makes Balor look incredibly weak. Incredibly weak. Uh, it, it was one of these well, ones... It was one of these ones, because you're, you're so used to everybody... Um, everybody getting... By, like, minute seven, everybody's, you know, half dead and he's incapable of climbing a ladder without going like yeah. this. For, for, so that for actually to have someone... Um, so you just go scramble, scramble, grab. Feels very alien, and and yeah. I so I agree with you, Pete. There actually, that it, it didn't but, do Balor any favors at all. Not to mention getting yeah. a belt in the face. But I I will give the spot credit because uh, the last person who did a springboard onto the ladder and tried to either get up or even hold onto the ladder was Ricochet at. Uh, NXT takeover this uh, last month uh, or this month, but, but uh, and uh, when he landed on the ladder, it collapsed. Yeah. This out, uh, this ladder, however, stayed put, which was good hmm. because if it collapsed and whatnot, that would have made things a lot uh, bad. But no, it was like Seth was able to, or well, I don't know if it was just a case of the ladder just being sturdy and whatnot for it not to, um, <laughs> you know, fall or whatever. But. but- uh, this goes to a follow-up match backlash in a week of Rollins versus The Miz which obviously we know Rollins is going to win because they're not going to do a quick hasty thing where they put two belts on Smackdown two 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 mid-belts on Raw I can understand if they're going to introduce like what NXT have done done a North American title um, and have two mid-card titles on a three-hour show I can completely understand that that would give the guys a lot more fight over but Unfortunately, it's just going to be Seth Rollins is just going to keep winning it. They get through, I assume, which is going to be this current card for Daniel Bryan and Big Cass, which has come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Whatever the fucking... Like, I know. Let's let's work on all this heat of what we built up of The Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the good part of 16 months. Bring it back. Get The Miz to fight that. No, let's get Daniel Bryan to fight Big Cass. Uh, But I like how they've done it. I like how that because that is indeed what everybody wants, and the and from WWE's point of view is like, why on earth would you give that immediately? 
it's much better that Miz came along and and you know it got that suddenly Daniel Bryan's got this problem with Big Cass and for Miz to actually go on the mic, oh what a shame that happened, and being the utter slimy asshole that the Miz character is. And because the whole point was like, he's not going to get away with it anymore. He's going to get his comeuppance. And you put them in a position where he can get his comeuppance. And oh no, I've accidentally got out of this. And now Brian has to deal with this other fur. What a shame he can't deal with me. So I quite like actually the fact that they've done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to do Brian any favours in terms of, hey, let's no. deal with this big guy who's still kind of green, I think. I don't think it's going to do the story any favours at all because you could have gone straight into it with a great, a large amount of gusto but they've gone into it and it's just going to fizzle because what's going to happen, the only way I can see that storyline actually continuing is I don't know for Brian to uncharacteristically call out Mrs. Small Child they have a toddler war and then it gets over that way I don't know. How how does the Miz and Brian get back at each other while you know Miz is off fighting for an Intercontinental Championship against another brand and Daniel Bryan's fighting us like the David and Goliath situation? I, I still think that the whole situation would be a lot better if Miz was still Intercontinental Champion champion because the Intercontinental Championship is the symbolic thing that Brian keeps having to give up. Yeah. Because of injury. And, and if and if and if he wants to get, he has to go through, then go through Miz, because then it's like the, is the ultimate redemption for him is getting the Intercontinental Championship back, and then Miz is in the way, and then you've got the two battling over it, and Miz wants his legacy, and Brian doesn't like the idea yeah, of Miz having that, that legacy. That, that would actually make a lot of sense. So we're not doing um, that. No. <laughs> so we're getting big cats in. That makes more sense. Look, just fucking end this garbage of what we're going to talk about in the next match. This garbage of Shinsuke and AJ and what they've turned that into. Captain Cock Punch! Mate, he doesn't punch the cock. He's trying to wrap his arm around the... He, he, his fist he, up he does arms. a forearm. He's like, like a shoulder barge into yeah. the... It's like fucking anal punch rather than dick <laughs> He caresses um, the taint with his upper arm. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura to a double count out which do you know what I'm actually going to agree with and it makes the best sense in a storyline capacity to do but fuck me 15 minutes 14 minutes 25 to a double count out and it's not even like they did enough damage to knock each other out they just kept fighting on the outside yeah um, I agree I mean granted to, uh, what was it some people were saying that this was better than the Wrestlemania match that they had not really uh, even though Shinsuke is the heel here and he did get his uh, you know swift underarm uh, in their uh, spot in there and of course that didn't help uh, help in winning the title either so and it just all the all that action to lead to uh, a double count out definitely uh, didn't help because I actually thought Shinsuke would actually win this one uh, here to you know make you know if they were going to change one title um, you know one title change hands on this night I would have thought it would be the WWE Championship like they did before back uh, when uh, AJ and Jinder Mahal fought on that UK uh, Smackdown show and then give AJ the title there that would have been 
a big news story and whatnot. You know, another uh, overseas title I change and whatnot. WWE had enough faith in the pay per view to do a championship change over at it, which is why the only ones that were given were mm. fucking vacancies. Yeah. Can't have vacant continental championship for too long, can we? Otherwise, you'll have the longest title reigns. Um, it's okay as a match. It was fine. It's just the finish. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's just going to lead into a third match. Backlash is yeah. going to be. You know, I imagine it's going to come off the back of this, and it'll be like an I Quit match or a No DQ match, or you know what, something with like a limited rule set where no one can get disqualified. No rules, last man standing. Shinsuke will win it by 30 means that way because it, it can't go to a third match where Shinsuke's just been doing dirty shit mm. and it not yeah. be Shinsuke's thing. Uh, if, they, if, it, if it does go to a, a special rules kind of thing and Shinsuke <laughs> doesn't win it, then they have no faith in Nakamura to hold that belt, is what they're saying. Uh, speaking of dirty shits, what do people think of the new version of Nakamura's music? Uh, you cut out there. New version of Nakamura's finisher. Yeah, the Nakamura's music. What did we? Oh, what did you think? Fucking dog shit. Um, I agree. Absolutely <laughs> not a fan at all. Uh, please don't put rap lyrics over that. You've tried it with a 2001 fucking album, 2000 album, and there was like two good songs on that, and that's because they were already in existence. Actually, well, there. Uh... Obviously, I have to be the black sheep here, and I've thought I've Why been okay with it. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, with myself, I, I've actually been re-listening, and of course, because it's in Jap Japanese lyrics and whatnot, um, it obviously fits Shinsuke's character and whatnot. It's like, uh, and of course, Corey has said on commentary that obviously, because he's put lyric, uh, you know, this uh, his theme has now lyrics in it. As Japanese lyrics, it, it it doesn't have uh, it doesn't give people the opportunity to kind of like yeah. you know harmonize and sing that, along with the theme. That's the one thing I do like about that because it's a very heel thing to do to yeah. take away the audience that's, interaction. And that's, I like that bit. I like really the point. You yeah. don't want to have your heel be over with the fans and have them yeah. do stuff. And, the entire point. And I like it for yeah. I like it for the that was that was the aim in doing it. But at the same time, I really don't like. It's garbage. I, I don't like what they've. I don't know what they've I done mean, with the remix of it, and I don't like what they've done with the particular okay, way it's lyrics to them. I, I hate it when they just rewind it back to the next uh, to the yeah, just, first chorus. Or whatever. The, the, the when, loop when it, it just goes back to the chorus, and he just goes for the I, girl. Yeah. It's, it's I haven't like, heard the clean version like without the in-house lyrics. Um, like you know the non the non-live version. I haven't heard that one, but I don't like it. I think it's legitimate hmm. trash. Well, uh, I'm 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 a I'm a bit uh, I'm I'm okay with it. You know I'm. Um, um, yeah, I'm. I'm just a little more easier. Uh, easier mm. to. I'm not. I'm not hate. I'm not hating it, and I'm not. I downloaded it on my iPod, so I'm gonna keep listening to it, and you know. Uh, nothing, nothing wrong with not with nothing with liking something we don't. No wrong with that at all. But it's. Oh. Uh, no, no, me buying so many T-shirts from WWEShop.com <laughs> is me being a mark. 
Okay. We've got to keep 205 Live going somehow, John. Keep doing it. There's... Um, what, what were people's actual thoughts on the match? Um, It was all right. It was okay. It, yeah. I, I get what just... they were doing with it. Yeah. It feels, I mean, like it, it feels like it's the only match on the card that has built into any particular story, though. Oh, yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And I only say that because literally the other, t the other heavyweight title match is leading into nothing because Brock's not mm. going to be here for another six months. So, cool. He got, well, he's got to spend the time hopping on the spot somewhere. You're not wrong. Um, so, from one match to another... This one, no fucking point to it, other than to give Rusev a fucking uh, high value opponent. Uh, Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match. Uh, as we, the, mentioned, as the, we mentioned earlier on, there's not even a decent fucking video package for this because it's all about the Undertaker in a fucking casket match. So, like, would you like to see the Undertaker? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this match has gone through so many connotations. It went from Rusev to Jericho to back to Rusev. That's how much they didn't have a fucking clue. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, you knew the minute, the minute it was Undertaker versus you knew it was going to be Undertaker winning. Like, well, of course it is. Yeah. It, it, Undertaker versus no anybody point. at a specialist event, they're not going to do a shock, are they? Is it going to be. Is it, is it literally, did Undertaker not make enough money off a of WrestleMania payday to turn up and bury John Cena in five minutes? They had to go and bury Rusev in ten. Um, is, what the, is what the people who paid for the pay-per-view or paid for the event paid to see? We wanted an appearance from The Undertaker. We will throw money at it. And funny enough, we would like him to win because that's what we want to see. That's what the Zad Raven wanted to see. And I, you know, I don't blame them on that. But if we had the, was it the bionic reg net the bionic, regnet, bionic dead man we've got now um, versus the heir to Zack Ryder's misfortune which <laughs> also known as Rusev and uh, so, so I, I quite weird so, so how obviously uh, Pete said about how the crowd really livened up when Taker came along obviously there was a really weird bit which I've never seen before and yet as the audience you kind of go for, which is that Taker reaching for his hat got a big pop. Okay? It was all really loud. And then he went for the then he took the head went for the hat. And there was he's gonna do the hat thing. And he actually paused doing it, like, was that me? And then did it like which is great. Can I ask you uh, ask your your opinions on when Aiden English did Rusev's, Rusev's entrance? And yes. Did get to the normal Rusev day pop? Did that Rusev day pop feel like it feel like it was a pumped in fucking stadium chant? Because it felt like a normal one, like it felt too American. If mm. you know what I'm saying, it felt I... like it. It didn't feel like it was the crowd. I think that okay, so. The reason I think I might agree with you on that, Pete, is because we'd had sort of some silency bits, didn't we, and some odd reactions with the crowd. When it came to actually AJ Styles versus Nakamura. Nakamura, AJ got a very nice pop, which he did do, which was legitimate. But in the run-up to it, when AJ was coming out, they were doing something 
because this is like for the third pay-per-view in the row um if you count this as a pay-per-view the third big event in the row they really stuffed up the audio and we had like multiple channels going at the same time which was a bit out of sync and we had that mania and we had that at the one before that but like um like payback and all the other and uh, it just felt like they were messing around with something just to try and it might well have been that they were trying to boost it up a bit and give it a bit more atmosphere on the actual broadcast yeah it just felt like yeah, I did. It, yeah. Felt, it, it felt like it was a manufactured pop because everyone expects it and the crowd had been dead pretty much up to that point it didn't feel like it would be something they'd shout for mm. it was it was so weird but yes um, Taker took off his hat and <laughs> And and the, the the action of taking off his hat uh, pinned <laughs> pinned both of them, and anyway, no, it was um, there was a a scary tombstone. Ah, uh, yeah, Aiden English is a tall guy. I was a bit worried when I saw his head hit that man. Yeah, he he kind of bounced on his head, and it yeah. was like, oh. and he he's since said that he's fine. And what the hell are you guys are all talking about? But at the same time, we were like, um, if, you if bounced he... on your head. <laughs> Because he's a I was guy. very close. Like, no, yeah, he—he's he, deceptively tall, and for once, because Taker's normally like really, really good about that in terms of being able to tell like where they are in relation to his knees. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, pile drivers have always been only certain people are allowed to do them because they're trusted with it ever since the obviously. The, hmm. Uh, Austin thing a long time ago, Austin Hart thing a long time ago. So, it, I think a lot of viewers, especially smarky ones, um, were like, "His head is going to touch that mat before Taker even went down." You just tell just by looking at it. And then mm. when you watched it bounce. It was like because you worried because Aiden is a tall guy compared to a lot of people on the roster. Like you would, like you wouldn't see Taker try that with fucking big cats or anybody like that because they're just way more muscular even it's a lot lighter frame it's going to be easier to do it with but it's still very scary to watch mm. like it's... even though like Aiden's obviously going to let Taker do it because he's trusted to do it it's still scary to watch knowing what can happen off of that situation mm. if it goes wrong and you look at it and if and when you see it actually happen and take us holding him in a, a normal position and it's just that he is just deceptively long in the, I think the long in the torso more than anything else which is somewhat unusual so but yeah uh, but there was there was some nice it, it was like a in terms of Rus actually I'll tell, what, I'll tell you what Rusev did have he had a lot of offense yeah yeah I the match here was a lot longer than the uh, mania match uh, earlier in the month. Rusev is better than Cena. Yeah. <laughs> it is official. Um, I, look, the only thing we can hope for off of this is that Rusev is not on SmackDown this week, doesn't make an appearance in Backlash, but comes back after Backlash with new music uh, to better symbolise the Rusev Day stuff and goes on a proper, proper bender for the heavyweight belt. It's all we can hope for at this point. Or... You know, United States, maybe Jeff Hardy versus Rusev. I would say United States. 
But I, yeah, but I want Rusev to go for the big belt. Like, I want him to be a contender for the big belt. Well, the, the in that in that case, then the Nakamura needs to win at a backlash then. Why? Because they need to have Rusev as a face, uh, get him into a face role, and you need to get a heel champion, and then have Rusev chase the belt. Uh, you, you know why I think they won't do that is because then it's two because foreigners. Because that's a popular opinion, but uh, yeah. No, because so. it's two. Then you've got two two foreigners. Yeah. In in the American audience's mind, if it's can, if they're Canadian or Mexican, it's fine. Because North American, North America. Things, but yeah. but if it's if it's two people, neither of whom are American, going for the I don't see them going into it for a lot of base wrestling fans in America. I think what SmackDown really, even Raw to some extent because there's more talent on there is they need more bodies in that position that they can go we're all going to vie for the title at once you know we're all going to push and like we want like try just scrambling and going like look land of opportunity yeah he's had his where's mine and then get them all to fight and push each other out the way to do it. Well, that's that's it's that sort of mentality and that sort of idea that got Rusev into the Mania match. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be good if they continued that. Hey, maybe they can do something with the top ten and have Rusev start dominating the top ten, and then be like, "Where's, where's my shot? If I'm if I'm the best, if I'm supposed to be the best on the brand, why am I not getting these opportunities? Because then it then it falls on Page too, presumably." Yeah. Actually, go yeah. Anyway, moving on. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, Steel Cage. When that cage came down, and they circled that camera, I knew someone was going through a side of it. I knew it. I felt yeah. it in my heart that it was going to happen. And then the finish, and then they even botched the finish. Botch number, major botch number two for the evening was this. Yeah. Oh dear. Like, if you're gonna turn around and cite that Brock touched it first because his feet hit the ground first, but then footage actually shows that Reigns' feet touched it first. Come on, please. Yeah. Like, great graves, you are better than that, and I know that's what you're getting piped into your ear, my ear muscles. <laughs> They had to scramble, didn't they? Um, mm -hmm. They didn't do badly considering they did have to scramble because it was such a such a mess. Yeah. Well, they just what was it. Uh, they wanted something on the level of Valentine's Day Massacre, where it was meant to be left in limbo, essentially. Except Valentine's Day Massacre wasn't left in limbo. Well, clearly we need to find Paul White. Whatever Paul White's doing nowadays, I don't know. Is he? <laughs> Has anyone seen Paul White? I haven't seen him anywhere. He's still wrestling off an operation, isn't he? Still, I, I hear he's still in the wrestling business, Paul White. I don't know what happened to him, though. Yeah. Might, he might have gotten a haircut. We'll have to ask Big Show what happened to Paul White. Um, but no, uh, I want to po point out that uh, even though I didn't like this match fully, I did like Paul Heyman's oh. interaction with the match. <laughs> so in, in, in actual fact what you're saying is that you hated the wrestling and you liked everything else about the match that wasn't the wrestling no I just like Paul Heyman there was no wrestling in this match it was an F5 some suplexes which could be considered wrestling and, and punches and a spear and fuck me if we didn't have enough of that at Wrestlemania 
Oh, yeah. No, we don't, no, I'll have you know we only had six F5s at WrestleMania. There I'd is like plenty of room left for some more. I'd like to point out that this match was also shorter than the WrestleMania match. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you though, Turbo. The best thing so far about this entire feud over the course of the last three years, let's extend it to that, in the battle between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, the winner of all our attention and care and whatever is just Adul all adulation. <laughs> yes. The man who has because single-handedly dragged this feud. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. And now he's actually getting involved in the feud. Yes. I mean, he was good. He got he got involved in the thing where obviously Roman Reigns was about to go go out the front door uh, of the cage. What does Heyman do? He grabs the door. Whoop, and then he, he, he throws a chair in. He chided her. He chided him. That's what he did. I'm rem like, when I saw that, I was just reminded. I couldn't find the gif at the time, but it, it just reminded me of, like, um, just a panicked small child just, run just running through a wave from, like, something. Just like, no, you don't! But you know where this is going to go, don't you? Like, this is, this is going to go to a last man. And you can put me on record for this. If the next meetup the next pay-per-view that these two have isn't a last man standing match and then it's going to come to shenanigans where <laughs> tables are going to be piled on somebody and I guarantee I'm sure that's probably going to be the case Pete I'm next, sure it's going to be a last man standing match Lesnar, based on everything that they've tried so far what we're going to yeah, do I'm, is they're going to gonna, it's the only way they can possibly do it is they need to Drill a, drill a hole in the foundations, throw him in, then pour concrete on top of him, and then they can come back in 10 years and he'll kick out. That's what will happen. <laughs> what, 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 is this Roman or uh, Brock? Either or. Possibly both. <laughs> Dig them up and they're still fighting. Fives, more fives. How many fives have there been? Oh, I lost count of a hundred thousand f fives. Sixteen million suplexes. I've punched my, I've punched my entire fists away. They are no more. Just the bones of my arm now that I hit him with. It's all the way. We move <sighs> on to the namesake. And go to the greatest Royal Rumble. What a fucking shit show! Um, the uh, I think you mean the the Braun Strowman thank you for your effort over the last twelve months award. Mr. Braun Strowman, <laughs> we're going to give you your first your your second bit of gold. <laughs> you know, we'll etch your name on this trophy. We'll give you this luminous green fucking belt. Which you, know, you won't be able to take. We'll essentially just call you the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble for the rest of your raw tenure before you actually get something good or people forget. You know, it's it's garbage. It's just like... Well, I did. I didn't know that Digi was such a wrestling fan and commissioned his own belt. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. That that there was a lot of people saying that using that belt summoned the Dragon Zord. On Twitter, which I thought quite quite. I I really like that belt, actually. I thought it was I really pretty. Really, I thought 
using the Saudi Arabia things as the side panels made it look like it was fucking weed on the belt is what it made it look like oh it's the, it's the two crossed swords isn't it two, yeah. the two uh, scimitars or whatever it is um, as were the three scimitars in the trophy um, which was, that was massive that trophy damn I, yeah, you're I, never I, getting that in your overhead luggage mate sorry I have a feeling that because WWE have called it the greatest Royal Rumble 18 they've stated that they want to go back and do this again like this is going to be a yearly thing in Saudi Arabia well based on their contract with Saudi Arabia their, their 10 year contract uh, was it they it's reported that uh, that ten-year contract is worth uh, twenty uh, two hundred million dollars, uh, which is on average uh, you're looking at like what uh, twenty-five million per show mm. or whatever, um, or, or or less than that. It's 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 high. It's like high numbers. So I would think that with that partnership for the next ten years and whatnot, they are looking to make this. A perm permanent fixture That's to fine. the calendar. Make it a permanent fixture, but then fucking tie it in properly and don't have just this ramp. Well, this is obviously oh, just the God. first one. Mm. You know? yeah, it was like, I mean, granted, even the first Royal Rumble wasn't uh, wasn't really established uh, on the, uh, the circuit until 1988, and they've had Rumbles beforehand. They had yeah. the concept before they made it in 88. My point is, how long has this been on the card behind the stage? This can't have been just a, we've signed it this month after WrestleMania. Oh, goodness me, no. This has been on. This has been in the works for about six to eight months minimum. So, tie it into the stuff. There was literally, you could have taken off John Cena and Triple H and The Undertaker and Rusev. You could have put decent matches and actually tied it into some sort of story. You know? If well, Sam, well, if, ten, if Sam, well, you technically have this with the uh, the rumble because uh, you have you technically now technically you have something uh, with Daniel Bryan and uh, Big Cass because their backlash even though obviously they were already having mm. a storyline with their uh, with their matchup to backlash on the SmackDown shows this match helped uh, fuel it because uh, Daniel Bryan uh, he gets the consolation prize of having a record. Uh, for a rumble match, he is uh, the great. The longest, he, is, uh, he is the greatest survivor of the of the Royal yeah, Rumble. Yeah, longest surviving uh, member in a rumble match. Um, but Braun Strowman, uh, he was lucky enough to get two records, not only winning this, but also uh, eliminating the most amount of uh, superstars in a rumble, um, hmm. which uh, was previously held by Roman Reigns, which everyone hates. So, what do what do we think about? how this works out in regards to the actual regular Royal Rumble because surely now this surely the greatest Royal Rumble by its sheer existence massively devalues the regular Royal Rumble just by sheer size and, and concept this is well this is my other point if they're gonna have the Royal Rumble give a guaranteed title shot at Wrestlemania the greatest Royal Rumble by its sheer stake should give a guaranteed title shot if not at SummerSlam and then the next pay-per-view like what I'm saying is, is like put this as the pay-per-view and backlash spot move backlash back back a bit get rid of the shit named title ones like Great Balls of Fire oh like the, no, that's gone yeah I know oh yeah that was that, that's, that's, that's gone ages ago there are, there are loads of shit ones you can just move backlash back a spot yeah like Fastlane put, put the Greatest Royal Rumble in its spot 
you know, make it a proper pay-per-view so the, the storylines go somewhere. Mm. It's actually part of it properly so we don't have this Raw Smackdown and then Backlash a week later. We're almost in the same sort of burnout that we're in prior to WrestleMania with all the pay-per-views anyway with this. You could, you know yeah. Value, if you want to value it as a proper rumble, give it a better stake than a shitty green belt on a trophy. What if you make the greatest Royal Rumble um, which shouldn't be called the Greatest Royal Rumble because of the devaluation. You should call it something else. What if you made the winner of the Green Belt, as it were, if you had them basically win the title shot for SummerSlam? Yeah. The next so then, the, and then you've got the, like, the two halves, and then it's like, it's the road to SummerSlam. Exactly. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. Hmm. Because, I mean, it, I, 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 I mean the, the maybe that might be something for next time, if they do do this again. If they do do this again, you know what I'd like to, if they, I'd like to see? I wouldn't want to see it next year. I'd like to see it be something that they like do every two years. And then have it like... Yeah, well, you know that's not how it's going to happen. Yeah, I know, but you could do it so that he's like, every two years you have that, and then yeah. you alternate it with a big world tour do like do like something like the like the because didn't they want to do because there have been lots of talk about doing like the, the global offensive or whatever it was the they one in australia another, they wanted to do another wrestlemania revenge tour they yeah were, or, 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 but they, they specifically meant they've specifically mentioned australia as being something they want to do is like going back to australia like they did in the um uh, mid to late 2000s you could have that spot and you can just, oh, you just alternate it between that and something else that you want to do as like a big project pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there, there are so many other things they could do, like um, the Survivor Series match. Survive, the winner, if there's a lone Survivor in a Survivor Series match, you, you give them a title shot because they deserve to be a lone winner for their brand. Like, I mean, that leads up to, you know, they get that out. Rumble, Rumble then leads into WrestleMania, then you have the greatest one that leads into SummerSlam. You just got to bridge that gap between SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Mm. Like, there needs to be, with the, the amount of caliber of superstars that they have right now and the amount of multi man matches that they're seemingly pushing on our bloody doorstep because they have so much talent right now that they can't afford to get them all on single matches, they need to do this in some way, in my personal opinion. It's weird, isn't it, really? But yes. Um, any last thoughts, gentlemen? John? Uh, notable things. I mean, uh, yeah, the the Rumble match as a whole. Um, times were fluctuating all over the place and whatnot, in terms of like entries and whatnot. Um, nice seeing a couple of uh, NXT guys being featured in this match uh, including Roderick Strong and Shock uh, the system yeah <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh and Daniel Bryan oh wow I, I was oh. hearing uh, in the backstage um, uh, video when he was uh, talking to WWE.com uh, Roderick Strong was giving them all those bruises and whatnot. that was woof damn they, they went at each other in that <laughs> Um, but uh, and probably we might as well talk about it um, what do you think on Titus O'Neil getting in coming into the, uh, he was the just rumble his performance from NXT where instead of he was just trying to find that barrel again that's what he was trying to do instead of carrying it mm. around the ring just it under the ring 
two thoughts actually on that. Number one, he was very, very lucky indeed. Because if you look up at where he goes, he goes, he trips and, and goes under, but he goes under the perfect spot. If it had been a foot to his right, he'd have gone smack head first into the, met the solid steel stand and he'd have really, really badly hurt himself. Yeah. Point number two is that he has taken this in the absolute best way possible, which is to sort of joke about how it was all a plan all along, but go, hey, what do you think there's going to be loads of merch made? I'm going to make loads of money out of this. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, because of that, do you think he did that on purpose? Well, he inferred that, he inferred that it was on purpose. Uh, on Instagram, I believe it was. He inferred that it was on purpose because he said, like, I showed a photo of him earlier in the day standing at that exact spot, more or less, in the daytime and going and smiling to his camera. Yeah. But I, I don't think he did <laughs> at all. But he's the fact that he's acting like, oh, it was all planned all over and I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of merch money out of this is like probably the best way of actually looking at that. Hmm. Because a lot of people, a lot of people joking about t Titus World Slide, for instance, is something that could be. It'd be done. Oh well. So he, well, he, reckon, he reckons he's going to make some money out of it anyway, which is good. I was going to say, well, he's going to be in a, a lot of bank after this if he, if he can approve some uh, t-shirts and whatnot for that. So. But yes, I think that draws an end to uh, the short discussion on a five-hour pay-per-view pay-per-view and air quotes um fire our show um, marks out of 10 mr kev oh god hmm that you know that hasn't really that really twigged that i would have to give marks out um <laughs> which is silly i know right okay so this is going to sound... Uh, this is going to sound a very, very harsh mark indeed, okay? It's not. I am not, I'm not giving this out in, in, in a sense of, you know, this was a bad show. But that said, it wasn't a good show either, I think. I'm going to give it a five. I was actually going to agree with that. I was going to give it a five um, because there was there was matches that I liked, but overall it was quite a dull show. And uh, uh, and the fifty man rumble match itself, the whole highlight. I mean, granted, I was excited for Daniel Bryan getting to the uh, going through the whole thing and being the Iron Man of the match, but uh, in o overall, the rest of the card just didn't really. Uh, gel with me much uh, for it, mm. so yeah, I'm gonna be in the middle, say five. What mark do you think I'm gonna give it before I give you the mark? Um, three. Be be before you do, um, one, at least one point of that five. Okay, <laughs> at least one point of my five is purely about Kevin Owens' reactions. 
to, to especially yeah. to when Jericho came out and he just yelling at them, Why don't you go back to the repair? Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't know. Are you gonna give it? Are you gonna give it five as well, maybe? No. A four. Yes. A four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't yeah. have us all the same, Mark. Such a thing would be unthinkable. <laughs> But I can see why you would. It's... I hated it. It felt like the longest five hours of my life. And the matches felt longer than... When I looked at the times for those actual matches, half of those matches felt longer than they actually should have been. I swear by the time the Rumble got to an hour, it felt like it had been 90 minutes. Oh my god. It, five hours, man. It really... I want, I want at least two and a half of those back, please. <laughs> I want WWE to refund me two and a half hours. Thank you very much for watching and or listening if you've been on YouTube or on the iTunes feed. Uh, if you want to listen to us in your glorious ear holes again, there'll be a link in the description below as there always is. If you want to follow us on any of the socials, you can see Mr. Kevin on at the Kevin Eva, uh, or you can follow him on at last thing continue if you want the Twitter thing. Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're at YouTube uh, slash C slash uh, Last Minute Continue, I want to say. Uh, it streams over on twitch.tv slash Last Minute Continue. Turbo is at TurboXLR. Uh, you can follow him on the streams at twitch.tv slash Live or occasionally on the Last Minute Continue page. I am at Titans Creed on the Twitter, so you can follow me on there. You can follow me Twitch at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions or youtube.com slash Project Phoenix. Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Everything will be on the screen in front of you. I don't know why I need to say that because <laughs> it's all there anyway. From me and my wonderful cohorts in crime, we'll see you in probably about a week for Backlash, I guess. Eh. Take it easy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> I was just wondering how long we could go for that. I was hoping I'll just Pete would join in. That was awesome. <laughs>